You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show. My name is Kieran Calicon and with me as usual are, in alphabetical order... Ahoy, Dara. And Kev. Kev, who unfortunately the radio listeners won't get the benefit of his wonderful wizard's hat. This is why you got to check out that sweet, <laughs> sweet exclusive YouTube content. Visual aids. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a very packed show tonight. We've got Venom on the cards. We've got some DC stuff. Uh, Dara plans to do horrible things to Sim characters. But first off, I believe, Kev, you want to lead with a topic. So I'll before, pass my hat over to you. Before, you absolute, before it absolutely gets buried and because I don't have brain here to back me up with it, I want to give a shout out. Uh, to those listeners, well, I want to to those listeners who uh, regularly follow us and, and stay on Instagram for the plugs at the end, will know that I've been plugging a D&D campaign that I've been playing uh, through Twitch and now on YouTube. Um, and the campaign specifically is that of the source book called The Odyssey of the Dragon Lords. Uh, I want to shout out that the writers of that book, who are a bunch of ex-Bioware writers, like, like some of the creators on Dragon Age Origins, so the book got pedigree have started a new Kickstarter uh, where another D&D uh, fifth edition source book and where Odyssey of the Dragon Lords is Greek mythology uh, themed. This new one is Norse mythology. Ooh, okay. Uh, Very up your street. Yeah. Uh, so. Why? Yeah. So the Odyssey, the new book is called Raiders of the Serpent Sea and as I said, the, it, it looks like they're doing very much the same kind of thing they did with Odyssey of the Dragon Lords, but kind of with a Norse skin. But like, if you're a fan of D&D and like North mythology, check out this Kickstarter because it will absolutely be your jam. Aside from having a really, really well-written kind of campaign plot uh, that of that, uh, that of what you'd expect from Bioware writers, mm. um, they get particularly creative and add in a lot of extra races and class traits very specific to that kind of uh, genre and mythology like all of my players are playing races that were designed for the greek odyssey of the dragon lords campaign and all of them are having a blast with it uh like the scent like something like uh my friend david is playing the centaur 
who has an added bonus of having a charge attack at 30 <laughs> feet and the and has the capability to be mounted as a bonus action. They just little kind of clever touches that just add a real kind of fun, a fun new dynamic uh, to, to, to playing. So, cert, like, uh, to, to TLDR, if you like Norse mythology and want a good, a good D&D campaign to get players into, check out Raiders of the Serpent Sea on Kickstarter. Okay, fantastic. That's awesome, Kev. And, like, you know, it's... Like, I'm not as up on my kind of Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Would this be accessible to someone like me who hasn't kind of played it before, or...? Uh say so like it's it's a very like it's something again from my experience from odyssey of the dragon lords it's very detailed it's very handholdy um i'd say like if you're a first time dm uh i'd say it's pretty accessible uh uh yeah like i'd say it's pretty accessible it's definitely i'd say if you're a first time dm i'd say jump from something like the dnd starter set to this right. but like it's not like it's not hard mode. It, it like it's like it kind of walks you through the entire campaign and uh, is like, yeah, no, players start at level one. Here's all the kind of the key marks and when they should, what levels they should be. Go ahead. Okay, that's fantastic, Dara. I assume. Oh, he's gone missing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, sorry. No, because I, I assume since Dara is eager to become a D and D player at some point, that will interest him. This like I did think of you when I saw this. Uh, that like Norris is is kind of your aesthetic. No one wants to play with me. This is the sad part. <laughs> not, this is the new not title even, of the show. Not not even Bryn. He just, he's just like whatever. I don't care. I'm gonna off have my thing. I'm like, but come on. It's like you know. So this is sad. You know. Ha, you know. I don't well, know. The wound is still the... fresh. The wound is still fresh. Well, you know, the lockdown's hopefully nearly over. Like, you know, I'm sure you can have people. No, it's all, it's coming back. Oh. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, we live in Ireland. We we live we live in a fake country. We don't live in a real country, Kane. They can't run can't run anything except corruption. God, how do we? I because I every every week I think this topic won't get. That's that's, uh, that's that's five minutes. Five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's that's the case. Five minutes. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons crossing off the states they're not allowed in. It's like, all right, topics we can't approach. Nope, D and D's out. Okay. Oh no, 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 right. no, no. To be fair, you know, I, I, D and D is something that I am like. That's the thing. I'm like, I just, I think that my biggest barrier to entry, like everyone else, is finding people who like play it. You know, or finding like a group. This is why I should just download that. You know, D I D and D and D Tinder app or whatever. But then again, I'm just you know. You know what? D yeah. Tinder. Yeah. So there's so like Tinder, right? There's a D and D version where you can find people who haven't got games to play. You know. Okay, this sounds rather wholesome. Now to put it like that. But that's what it is. You know, it's if I because uh, I only found out there actually this app exists when I was like talking to someone about it and like yeah, you know, that already exists. I'm like, oh damn, everything already exists. All the good ideas. I, have like, there's been. aside from even that app, like there's there's Reddit forums and Discord yeah. channels, completely dedicated to just like setting up groups of just players. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. Like, and it's like, um, like even like D and D as a campaign. Like, I I played one before where we just did like a one person campaign, so we all played the same character, and that was fun. But um, you know, for me, I'm like. I don't know. It, uh, hopefully when the, the pandemic does eventually end or, you know, stuff 
people just get on with it or whatever um stuff reopens it would be cool to kind of like i'd love to play vampire the masquerade mm. like the actual because i actually have the book over there um and it's, it's pretty cool like it's it's very similar to the actual rpg but i guess my um that the video game because it's an rpg i guess kev my question is with with the the dnd as someone who plays it like when you're comparing it to a skyrim or a vampire the masquerade bloodlines or something like that is it the same or is it different for like people who haven't experienced it before and what i will say is my experience of this is very limited i remember i was in game sock many moons ago and we did like a vampire thing and i was like well you guys really need to chill out or whatever and i never went back and uh because he scared the hell out of me is it uh ah that's that's a that's a big question yeah Um, i know uh, like it's it's yeah like i mean in comparison to like uh to video games absolutely like there's there's no two ways about it like i it's it for me it's a matter of just kind of 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 role playing of, of embodiment of role play at least like i've been in scenarios as a character that have made me kev feel completely stressed out <laughs> i mean like, that's just true. because like because i've spent so many years uh, like every tuesday being this uh, say like my my old bard in one of my past campaigns uh being caspian sable the uh, the very human fancy <laughs> fancy boy vanilla dandy <laughs> just, oh that bard made working in eason's fun um who like who just is in it who is just a human in a cavalcade of of of, of fantasy race um but like that's the thing, like because you, you spend so long playing this person, like because that character that campaign went, for, went on for years, mm. that like it he was a part of me, uh, and you don't right. get that, you don't really get that with with a lot of kind of other games, uh, with like particularly video games, because it's you acting it, it's it's you portraying a role, right? And when Caspian in an uh, an alter dimensional person was facing down a dragon, and I realized I had a biscuit of petrification in my pocket. The giddy, like I have never been so physically giddy. (laughs) And and even to this day, I like, I can still like proclaim myself a dragon slayer simply because I, I, I hit that dragon with the biscuit. It's just, (laughs) and that's the other thing is the the only, like with D and D where video games are kind of set by pre-registered code, and while like modern video games obviously are huge in scope and scale, the only limitation to a D&D campaign is your imagination. Yeah, I would second that, Kev, because I've only ever played three D&D sessions in my life. but And they were small ones at that, literally just me, one friend and the game master. But I still have vivid emotional memories of me, uh, this car, this shady kind of car salesman type potion monk guy. And mm. my half-human, half-orc, bumbling Aegis princess. Us just going from town to town and getting in scrapes and having a laugh. Like, you really, it's it's hard to describe D&D because so much of each game is what you yourself bring to the table. You know, would that be fair to say, Kev? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. But, see, that, that kind of brings me on to my next question. In my experience with this, <laughs> And people who I know that do play it, they actually physically me up, like in real mm. life. So there is that sense of, you know, in the room. 
it's kind of like what we talked about before we came on like the way gigs don't really work when there isn't people or wrestling doesn't really work when there's not people there it's, yeah it's, that's a really good point of comparison yeah yeah it, it, it's kind of missing that element of fun in the room you know and i'm like does that like kev as you as the aficionado an adult who has played obviously a fair bit in you know, online now at this point it which is better or oh in person there's there's person. no like no 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 comparison uh okay. like i've actually we've now moved back to in-person sessions with all yeah. of us having the vaccinated and it's the 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 energy has just been absolutely bonkers <laughs> and why is that like uh, it's, like it's just like it's 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 literally just kind of the feeding off of, of people's energy. Like, yeah, I got you. Uh, so it, it is like, very much like, like the wrestling thing or the gig thing. Yeah. yeah. It like, and while like online D and D now, I'm not going to say it's completely worthless. It's it definitely, as of the fact that it helped us obviously get through, you know, the, the, the guts of the pandemic. Mm. Um, uh, and I just keep doing it consistently. It's uh, week on week. Uh, like it, it, it does have its merits, obviously, you know, for people who can't meet up in person for say like distance or convenience it's it's absolutely handy and even then i back at the start of the campaign that i stream uh i got to use a handful of uh vocal effects that mm. i could have only done through uh through discord mm. Uh, to kind of like, I, for my first session, they killed a boar and one of the gods communicated directly through their minds telepathically. And so I added this deep resonant uh, kind of guttural sound effect. And like, I, you can you can audibly hear a couple of the players like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So like, there is thing like, so it has its own merits, but I can't like in person being a like looking people in the eye as you are as you are just playing a character to them it's it's just like nothing else <laughs> it's fair yeah uh, um so i think to be honest that's a really nice summation of the whole D experience i don't wish to diminish it now but i am slightly conscious of time i hear that there is some dc news that is making the internet catch fire or something who would well, like to take a lead on that? Well, look, I guess I will. Because um, I totally forgot that DC fandom was happening. Because it's not a real thing. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bless them. Like, like everything DC try, they're trying. They're doing, yeah, they're trying but, their best. But like all these online convention things, they have limitations, I suppose. And like, even with, um, you know, is it? Comic-Con. Well, sorry, let's back up even further. What on earth is DC fandom? Keen, we we covered it last year in great detail. Look, you covered the fact that we were starting half an hour later last week, and I didn't know. <laughs> this is fair. Blank slate. Go this on. is fair. So DC fandom. <laughs> I can't believe, sorry. <laughs> um, he is he is a man of a sieve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just swamp. Just gone. No sieves of integrity. It. I'm just an empty space. <laughs> so for all the folks who are just joining us, DC fandom <laughs> is DC's uh, specific own brand Comic Con, basically, and it has the same kind of thing where they do panels and they do announcement, all that kind of stuff. And we covered that last year on this show. 
So if you want to go and check that out, Keen, maybe do. I certainly will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be extra embarrassed if it's an episode I'm on. You are on it. You're oh great, it. cool. Great. <laughs> it's on our YouTube, but also on our Spotify. So do check that out. You're going to get at least one more click on it from here, from exactly. me. Yes, exactly. So obviously they cover. They're covering their their big releases and all that kind of stuff. But I always forget about it because it's like. It's not really a thing, and unless you're going to, you're like, oh, whatever. Sure, even with Comic Con when it happened last year, we weren't really bothered because it's like, man, mm. you know, what's the point? So you know it, but I only started noticing this was happening because I'm like, geez, there's a lot of DC stuff just appearing on YouTube. Mm. What's going on? And then I realized, oh yeah, that thing's happening. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so look, the cool thing about it is we did get a lot of, a lot of. Uh, announcements and a lot of trailers and stuff like that so we got trailer for the batman which looks pretty good we got a trailer for black adam which looks amazing is that actually happening yeah uh, i just coming... thought that was clickbait articles like nope. you know spinning a yarn for like black five Ad- years black adam will hit theaters july 29th 2020 oh i'm falling behind i'm falling behind the comic book news and i'm never gonna catch up it's okay. It's all right. Uh, we also got some. We got an update on Suicide Squad, the game, which okay. Uh, we got the real, the real enchilada here, the Flash. I'm sorry. Are we gonna just gloss past the fact that Shazam Two has both Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren playing gods? Because like, there. is Shazam got, Two? Okay. Haven't got there yet. Okay. That's, oh that, my that, god. That, 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 that's 2023. We'll get there. Okay. Oh, you're on. You, okay. You're running. You're running chronologically. I'm okay. running chronologically. Don't Just, worry, guys. I want to make worry. sure we're not forgetting that. Oh no, uh, Kev. Do not worry, sir. <laughs> we're going to cover it all. But <laughs> I am. Go, I am going through this list. So the Flash um, teases the multiverse, which is amazing. So it has Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, both playing Batman. Well, amazing. Managed to get Ben Affleck back. I'm not Ben Affleck. Love playing Batman. He just hated. The Snyder oh, cut. I know. No, but no, he, like, hate, no, he know. hated not the Snyder Cut. He liked the Snyder Cut. But I'm shocked he's back. So he's back. Mm. Uh, Ezra, Miz- Ezra Miller is playing two Flash as well. So, man, and what they released wasn't a, wasn't a trailer. It was like a teaser. And they're actually just hanging out in the Batman 89 back house. Ooh, okay. And they're going to Wayne Manor and obviously talking to, uh, to Michael Keaton. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so... So incredibly excited. There's nothing I there's a few things I wanted more, but one of the things that I wanted a lot was Michael Keaton to come back as Batman because he is, in my opinion, the best Batman, like mm. live action. Ben Affleck's up there, actually, to be fair. But I my uh, the reason why I say this, Michael Keaton embodied Batman, but also this like silent rage that was in Bruce Wayne. Very yeah, well. That's fair, yeah. But there's also there's a bit as well where he's like he gets attacked by someone and he just punches your man's face and he's like, you're going to jail. And you're like, wow. In the original film or in the, the, original, tra- in the new trailer? No, in the original film. Like, he, I don't know how physical Michael Keaton's going to be now, but like, he was very... Oh yeah, sure. Weapon. Do you not remember him, like his whole, come on, let's get nuts thing? Like, you know, yeah, where he just exactly. like goes from casually conversation to like, you know, ah! That was it. So look, as I said, that's going to be really cool. That's coming out November 4th, 2022. So yeah. kind of moving up a little bit into 2023, um, there it was Gotham Knights is coming out as well. Who, who really cares about yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's, that's I'm not I'm, just, I'm not playing an online only game. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, Peacemaker is also coming out in 2022. That looks this, like pretty. This is the guy from that's, Suicide, yeah, that's the John Suicide Cena. Squad. 
Yeah, it's John Cena. Yeah, I think it's a prequel because right. you know spoilers he gets his head blown off in in the movie. So uh, yeah, um, but look before we go, um, spoilers he gets I, better. I, I said spoilers. I said spoilers. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. Okay, so before we get on to the Shazam and Aquaman news, they also did a whole thing on Batwoman, and that's probably the worst thing. What do you mean? Oh, they the fact that it's not over yet; it's still a thing. They, Didn't the the original Batwoman come out and like you know give some like troubling production reports and things today and all that? It doesn't matter what she said about it. It's still the worst thing ever made by a human. Whether she was in it or your woman in it, it just looks terrible. Oh, I know. This, but I'm not is this about the CW one or this is yeah? So all Ruby C- Rose, yeah, Ruby Rose, yeah. So all CW shows are pretty much terrible, right? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is is actually pretty good with Constantine, but that's it. That he's like really? the I thought favorite. this is like Arrow and everything. I thought people really liked this stuff. You know, Arrow was amazing until it wasn't. Like the CW stuff was pretty good, but it shouldn't have went on for like right, twenty seven right. seasons. It's like the Simpsons. You know, it's like and the Flash should have ended about ten years ago. Supergirl should have ended before that. Superman and Lois apparently is pretty good, but anyway, yeah, it kind of belongs to that era where like Agents of Shield was the yes. Marvel presence on yes. TV, like exactly. that kind of style of television, you know. Yeah, and it all they all look the same, but Batwoman specifically is atrociously bad. And then they have your woman in it who does, uh, you know, no disrespect to cosplayers because now we have a lot of cosplayers to listen to. Yeah. Cosplayers are awesome, right? I have a lot of respect for cosplayers, and you know, it's a fun thing to do in general, right? We all cosplay here, right? But this is... She looks like a bad cosplayer. Like, someone who just can't do it. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, terrible. And her acting's atrocious. Ruby Rose was also a bad cosplayer who can't do it. Don't know what's going on. It's like, can you not hire someone to do a good costume for these lads? Well, this is... Well, I mean, I suppose the costume isn't really on her. But yeah, I did watch the first episode. And I... Certainly, Stevie couldn't watch more than 20 minutes of it. It was oh. very... Having not seen any other CW stuff, we found yeah. it very pandering, you know? Yeah. It's like, And again, I'm not talking about the content of the show. The content of the show is a whole other podcast. Right. It's extremely right, right. pandering and beats you over the head with X, mm. Y, and Z, right? But what I mean, like, aesthetically, the costuming is atrociously bad. Right. The acting is atrociously bad. And you're like, okay, Ruby Rose left. Fair. That should have been the end of it. Then he brought back your one, this other one, and it's like, why is he? Why are you here? Like, the show had a very good end point where we could have just put it under the carpet, and that would have been it. But anyway, yeah, like, yeah, or like you know, it's a shared universe. You could have had her popping up in other things, like you know, like that kind of stuff. Well, what was it? There was the infinite. What was it? A crisis on Infinite Earth thing they did, which uh, you know, as someone who might possibly be the biggest Crisis on Infinite Earth fan in the world, with the exception of your man who wrote his college thesis about it, which I have read. I have read. Oh, yeah. I, w- I went on the internet and actually read his college thesis. That's how much of a fan I am. I have all the original runs uh, as a collector's edition, and I have it in hardback. And I have the. De- I just need to get the definitive edition, and then I have every single version of Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I am a huge fan. Of Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I couldn't watch that garbage because it was so terrible. So I I hate hate the CW shows, and Batwoman is the worst of it, and that is saying something. So you know it wasn't all good. So that's the rant over, and we're going to go to Aquaman, Shazam. Aquaman and Shazam, oh, damn, right? Aquaman and Shazam. So right. Kev, the floor is yours, sir. I'm sorry. I, to uh, be honest, that that was okay. kind of to be honest. I, what I said earlier was kind of all I was like. I still have not actually seen Shazam. It's on Netflix now. It's I know. Buzz. What? 
I know. I never. I'm actually on that. Well, you mentioned it. I never saw Aquaman either. Like, Aqu- Aqu- holy moly! That there was now. Whether it's there was now, I'm not sure, but it was yeah. definitely great fun in cinemas. There was a point where I just did not want to watch a DC movie. No, that is fair. That is that fair. That is but, fair. Um, logical. I think it was that, that. That was around Aquaman and Shazam just passed me. I think I remember seeing trailers for that for months and months and months, and then I just didn't hear it came out. Yeah, look, uh, look. The thing about it is, right? Shazam and Aquaman were the exceptions in the sewer of DC movies. I know. Be fair, Joker came out after Shazam. Like, ah, uh, you know, they had those... a bit of a and oh, and Birds of Prey. They had a yeah, no, Birds of, of Prey no. was stellar. I <laughs> don't like DC at the best of times, but give them credit. Four good movies in a row isn't a fluke anymore. No, but this is <laughs> okay. Context is important. What yeah, yeah like that. That was it. This was when like Justice is, League came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, don't go worry. I I I I was completely on that anti DC train, but I just I'm not. Will no, say I'm that, like, I'm not anti. Uh, look, I'm not anti DC at all. I prefer DC to Marvel. In fact, I only I exclusively only buy DC books because Marvel books are garbage here, right? So oh, I, no, I don't know. No, about, like, all Marvel books years. are bad. Name for me one good Marvel book that's currently running. Oh, well, I haven't read one in 10 years. There so. you go. Don't. Nah, you're the terrible. only crazy person here reading comic books. Yeah, no, still, so like, I know. It's weird. You, Every can, time I... you can say anything and I've got nothing. <laughs> no, Marvel, uh, Marvel current books are terrible. DC's getting there. I literally only buy Batman 89 now. And uh, actually, Kang is pretty good to prefer as a Marvel property. But that's a that's a rarity. The yeah. fact that there's a good Marvel book out in, in 2021. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, no, listen, as I said to you, I'm not anti-DC on it but the context of this was important these were uh, Shazam and Aquaman ca- came out and people were like what? Mm. what? What? How did this happen? <laughs> like, um, and it, and funny enough I'll tell you you know the link between the two Kev? Not really so Jeff so they're both like kind of loser characters that nobody uh-huh. liked right? Jeff Johns who was the exclusive who actually was the Kevin Feige of yeah. DC of them, right? he actually wrote the comics that brought them back oh. like, yeah and both okay. and the movies are actually based on the runs that jeff johns wrote right. so that's why they're so good because he like their current their new 52 interpretations of the characters and they're just phenomenal so and, like, like the, one of the producers actually gave it to him about them. well well the, well your man who was running the movies is the same guy who wrote the comics so he was like here's how to do it properly yeah. and then obviously it would, the direction was super good and that but you know i was i, I was blown away by how good those movies were and he had no right to be as good as they were because yeah. of how bad it was uh, but here's the cool thing right so i love black adam he's one of my favorite like yeah. dc characters right so we have black adam in his own movie and then there's the shazam and then obviously the at some point they're going to run into black adam and shazam because that's the, the whole point of it so yeah man i don't know dc fandom had some good stuff i still don't buy it as a real thing unless you want to give me tickets to go to it in real life and then yeah it's the best thing in the world <laughs> but, can i um, ask for yeah. the benefit of people who like me may have not seen the batman trailer what's what kind of do we know so far like which one the, the well the, Robert the batman one. trailer the one with our paths beaten like uh, penguin or something it looks, think, it looks it looks really good kev i know yeah. you were excited about it so i'm gonna give you the floor I, it's, on, not, it's not so much i'm excited about it. i'm just intrigued by it because like yeah. i think we're at a point now where batman is is hitting a saturation point mm. like we've had yeah, several recently yeah and so to like it's so like it was a weird move for dc to just be like like here we, we were setting up a batman here's an entirely different batman 
in a blockbuster movie. Mm. Uh, so like that's I'm intrigued by it. Mm. Um, so the fact that like it's kind of going for another dark, gritty tone is something that's giving me pause. It's, but like again, it's 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 it relies on two things. It is obviously you know Pattinson, who I think could bring a very different energy. It yeah. looks like he's kind of bring a very brooding kind of a uh uh antisocial kind of energy, which I it's interesting. Apparently he spends most of the time in the suit. Oh fair yeah. play. He spends most of the most of the movie. He's very rarely out of it. I think everything we've seen in the trailer is probably the extent of him and, being out of the suit. And it's going to and like most of the most of the weight's gonna fall on. Uh, both Colin Farrell's Penguin, which people, which from the trailer already looks really solid, and yeah. who's playing the Riddler? Uh, that I'm not uh, sure. The of. guy yeah. from Little Miss Sunshine, Paul. What's his name? I do not know that. <laughs> he was in Looper as well. He's super recognizable. Paul Dano, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think that everything going I think it's definitely going to be like. Because that's that's kind of again that's one of the big things with Batman is who 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 he's facing off against because obviously his road oh, yeah. is it is I Paul Dan- yeah it's Paul Dano or yeah he's very he's a great casting choice actually yeah because you've Almost. got uh, Zoe Saldana's Catwoman was that yes there too yes 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 um, like, like the the casting here is weird um, as far as like. But the cool thing about it being weird is it's very much its own thing. And I think that's the that's the right way to play these Elseworld movies. Yeah. Because that's, the, like, I, I think DC have really kind of like they just kind of they, they decided to kind of lean into the fact that they are not they don't have the tight universal narrative that Marvel have. So they're just going to scattershot. Well, no, just, hold on. OK. To bring like, to I point. know I know that like obviously the Flash is going to multiverse everything together. No, no, no. Hold on. Listen, right. So here's so here uh, comics are weird. Right? Comics so are dumb. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a history comic history lesson. So everybody, put your put your uh, ticket hats on. So here we oh. go. Right, uh, Kev's already Way ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Hang on. <laughs> For the benefit of those radio listeners, yeah, exactly. Here we are. Keen has a hat. All right. So we're all settled in. So. What people might not have realized up until about five years ago, everything that ever happened in Marvel happened in comics. Every single thing that happened in Marvel comics happened, particularly with Spider-Man. Right. I'm interested to see where this is going. So let let me finish. So everything. Right. So all the continuity, all that kind of stuff happened. Right. And then they did have multiverses, all that kind of stuff. But there was actual a mainline continuity in Spider-Man specifically, because it actually had the longest run, gone all the way from the first from the first issue to the death of Gwen Stacy to Venom to One Last Day to all that kind of stuff, right? And then it was rebooted and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's why. Because Mar- the big thing and the reason for it was they uh, they wanted to give them leeway, but also not break this continuity. They wanted to build up the world, which is why the Marvel world is so ingratiate and so full because they've had years to actually flesh these characters out in one big long narrative it also adds to the the problem which why marvel rebooted where it's like oh i want to get into comics where do i start which is the biggest question i hear from people all the time well not anymore because no one reads comics anymore and they don't blame yeah. me but whenever i would get it people would be like well, where do i start dc's solution to it was we're gonna keep rebooting everything right <laughs> uh and what they did is they would bring in 
and that's how they started their Elsewood stories. They would be like, right, well, we have this one story, but we can't have them here. But what if we do this with it? And then this is what happened with the Flash, where they had the World War II characters. And then after the war, they're like, well, we got to keep them separate. And then they brought it was a constant, constant, constant multiverse kind of things. They brought them together to try and have one continuity. Then other writers who grew up on the multiverse were like, I like the multiverse. They'd bring it back. And then that cycle continued for four or five times. Right. So where we stand is Marvel for years and years and years and years and years and years had this one continuity where all the characters fleshed out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when they're on the screen, it's it's way more natural for a Marvel universe MCU like we have. It's why it works so well, because that's how it's always worked in Marvel. That's how Marvel comics work. Right. And you can have the multiverse as well. But that still ties into the actual universe, because at the end of the day, there is really only one Earth, one that people care about in Marvel, even though there's hundreds of these other multiverse. Everything still revolves around whatever they pick the main universe to be. And that's why the comics have their own thing. But then even inside the comic multiverse thing, there is the MCU, right? There is that planet in that multiverse, right? But it's still focused on it. DC Comics and DC properties work completely differently. They can quite happily go off and you can have, you know, Batman's Batman was killed. Bruce Wayne was killed. So his mother and father are the Batman and the Joker, respectively. You can have a universe that, um, you know, uh, Superman never showed up or Superman uh, was adopted by uh, the Waynes. So Superman is Batman with all the powers. Basically, you can do whatever you want with with. DC characters there is that leeway because that's the way it's always been you know people were always given these characters like right we have this mainline story but do not touch the mainline story we can do whatever you Mm. want and for me when when that wasn't the approach when DC were like or Warner Brothers were like hey we're going to do a a big shared universe kind of thing and it's all going to connect together I'm like that's never going to work right that's never going to work you can't have these stories inside it which is why i'm so excited about the flash because that's exactly mm. what they're doing where these can cross over but just do your own story and have stuff connecting and that's what they're doing here with the batman the batman is its own thing just like the joker is its own thing they don't need to connect they don't ever need to connect no. there's no reason for them ever to, it would be stupid but at the same time they do exist they're all canon. Because right, they're so they're kind of having their cake and eating it too, basically. It's exactly, yeah, because DC figured this out in the 40s. <laughs> no. And that's why they did it. I've been very patiently listening, Dara, because I understand that, like, the appeal of just rebooting the universe every now and again is to make it more accessible. And I did say this... That, and he did that with the New 52. That's what that was all about, was giving everybody a fresh standpoint. And guess what failed? New 52. Right. Now, here's my question. As someone yes. who started Marvel by literally just going to Easton's, picking up a Spider-Man and saying, this looks all right, and getting on with it. But that's surely, what you're supposed to do. if the DC universe keeps rebooting itself and there's all these multiple universes where Superman is Batman, whatever, does yep. that not make it even more confusing to just start somewhere? Because you don't have the context of the fact that the universe is rebooted unless you're already in it you know you don't necessarily need it like you know for anyone who hasn't who for some reason wants to read comics my advice if you want to read comics read the good ones from like 20 years ago right there's nothing good that came out recently in the past 10 15 years comic book industry is dying and thank god that it is because it's absolute garbage there right 
Um, if, you know, I'm sorry if that offends someone, but it's true. Write good books. Um, you know. Uh, God, the, the uh, Spider-Man deal with the devil. Con- controversial opinion. If you want to read comics, just read manga. <laughs> well, actually, actually, Kev's right. Because guess what? They're selling comics at a oh, massive rate. I can tell manga. you that from I can tell you that from literally watching people in a yeah. bookshop. But it, oh yeah, sure. Kev has a little manga garden. He's cultivated himself in the shop. But that's the reason why. Because look, there are like DC books. You, you know, the new Fifty Two has some amazing stuff. Scott Snyder is probably one of the best comic book writers of all time. Any uh, relation or no, no relation. It's just okay. how it happens to be the name. Um, I've actually met him as well. He's such a oh, nice really? guy. Yeah, I've met him a bunch of times actually. He's a really nice guy. And then when I was in San Francisco, actually, I went into a comic book shop and I picked up a book I didn't have, and he had signed it. I'm like, oh. That's so funny. So I bought it. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, when I met him last time, he uh, signed um, Black Mirror and uh, he made it with a proper inscription. He's like, oh, you know, Tadar from from uh, Gotham or whatever. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, bless. Yeah, he's that's a cool really guy. Nice. He's a cool guy. But as I said, like, DC, if you want good modern stories, read that stuff. DC are the only place you're going to find it. Marvel Marvel wants to destroy itself. <laughs> so I'm just like, let it destroy itself with absolute nonsense stories that make no sense. And hey, everybody. Um, but yeah, no, DC, you, you'll you probably find some good books, but um, it's few and far between. My advice would be, if you want newer stuff, the new 52, Batman, Shazam, Aquaman, you're good, right? Justice League is good. I would say go back, read Grant Morrison's run. Pick any Grant Morrison, and you'll have a great time. JLA from about 20 years ago. Um, and then you can ju- jump back. You know, just the big the big hits are always going to be big hits for a reason, and you're not going to find anything that's better than mm. Yeah. But the, the reason that uh, to answer your question, uh, Keen, with that confusion, you don't necessarily have to know that there's all this multiverse kind of stuff. It's there as a like as a side dish. For example, you can read Watchmen, right? And have a great time and leave it at that. Or you can delve into that, read the follow-ups, and then read the crossover into Batman, right? It's there. What I mean is it, DC doesn't insult your intelligence because it's like, you're going to dig anyway. Here you go. It gives you, it gives you what you want and gives you very self-contained stories. So you can have the killing joke. When he made the killing joke canon, it was ridiculous. But you can have the killing joke, right? And be like, cool. You know, and then that's it. You can have a very satisfying experience with Court of Elves, for example, but still be a big fan of, um, you know, uh, Batman from the 80s or 90s when it was all dark or, you know, Nightfall or whatever. They all, but what's interesting is the continuities are all, they have enough stuff that's in it. For example, Harley Quinn. Harley right. Quinn wasn't in, the, it wasn't in the comics. She's that's not from true. The comics. Yeah, of course. She's in the cartoon. She's in the cartoon. She? And she was adopted into canon. So there are kind of these, like, oh, forgive the term. These nexus point events, these mm. nexus events where they are consistent through all timelines. So there's enough to grab onto. But the, the great thing about the multiverse and in multiverse string theory in general, right, it's that every choice or any choice creates a branch of timeline. And that's kind of what happened. So, like, you know, again, the best example of this is Bruce Wayne was killed. What happened Bruce to his parents? Me. No, Bruce Wayne was killed. What happened to his parents? Well, they went nuts with grief. His dad became Batman, and his mom became the Joker. I that's agree. That. That's 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 a uh, that's that's uh, that's that's in the the Flashpoint animated movie. That's, it is. That's, yeah. Yeah, and that's but that's the best example of this kind of thing. Or Superman 
was uh, he landed in Russia and became a, a, a Soviet hero. There's these great things you can do. And that's what I would say. Uh, you know, it's not confusing in and of itself. I would argue Mar- Marvel's way of doing it was more confusing because you had to have all this context and it is kind of harder to pick up a Marvel trade outside of the the core ones because you're not getting a full experience. You're getting I part suppose of so, but like a good, well-written story won't need the context of it. Like I picked up in the middle of a story, my first issue, the middle of a 12-part Mark Miller story where, you know, Aunt May had been kidnapped. And because issues three and four were good enough, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but, but you, but you had me along, you know. But you had the cultural context of knowing who Aunt May and Spider Man were. Ah, yeah, but I think even people who don't care about Spider Man know who like Aunt May is and that kind of stuff. But I that's... think, I think, I think DC and Marvel are more similar than they would like to admit. They are, but I'm fully convinced Marvel wants to destroy itself. Um, while we just because I am looking at the timer, while we are actually on the topic of Marvel. Ah, yes. and- and I multiversal know. shenanigans. Yes. Uh, I think for this show is long overdue a good talk on uh, what if. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. This actually, that's that's a great segue, Kev. It actually does kind of tie in exactly. The hat's helping tonight. That's it. So yeah, the, <laughs> the what if is exactly what I was talking about, but mm. it's Marvel's attempt to show why they don't have the cake and eat it too, that they have these multiverse stories. Mm. But what did they do? They tried to bring them all back into the main timeline yeah, so and sort them out. That's the difference. It's been a couple of weeks now, so those kind of yes. up top, we're going to be talking spoilers on what if. Yeah. Because here's Deal the thing. Like, I, I think I mentioned, <laughs> I think we, we, we did touch on it a couple of weeks ago when like the series was about half eight. Yeah. That I was really enjoying the fact that it was just piecemeal. Here's week on week. Here's just little nuggets of like literally what if. Just what if there were zombies? Mm. What if Dr. Strange lost his partner? What if... Uh, Captain Carter, like this sound like little kind of nuggets, interesting ideas, some hit, some fell. That's it. Like it was kind of a little kind of snack, like it was a little kind of snack piece. Mm. Mm. And then they did what I just didn't expect and was like, what if we crossed them back over in the last two episodes? What if we made this whole series an arc? Which right. dude, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, go that, so that, far that, as to call it an arc, but they draw one piece and everything back for the end. That's what Marvel do. <laughs> It's the most Marvel thing in the world. It, it, and you know what? We're going to talk. We're going to do spoilers. But again, um, it's what they do with their Spider-Mans. That's what they're doing with their Spider-Mans now. They're, they're fixing the continuity problem. See, for Marvel multiverse, it, it, they're the, Marvel are the TVA. <laughs> they're the <laughs> TVA. Um, you know, they, they don't see their multiverse as a thing that they can play in, like a sandbox. They see it as a problem to prune. I think the appeal of what if is that it's is the variety itself that if yeah. one thing doesn't appeal to you, something else will be along next week. This is the great thing about the multiverse. There is something there for everybody. But as a whole, if you're going to do that, and if that's your approach, you're obviously not going to appeal. appeal to, like if I see what if is a, uh, as a buffet table, right? Mm. Where you can go in and you can get whatever you want, and like you might want some chips, you might want some ice cream or whatever. But then there's like shish kebab or there's sushi. Not everybody likes sushi. Not everybody likes ham, or there's a bunch of ham. Some people don't like ham, right? And that's it. Well, what if? And that's why it's the it's the it's not the weakest for me. Um, but it's it is diminished by the fact that it not by design, it's there to have something for everybody. So it's not as uh, comprehensive or coherent as the rest of everything else, because obviously it can be. 
but that that that's my thoughts on that. Like I again, what I re- what I liked, I really liked. Mm. What I didn't like, I didn't say this is the worst thing ever. I was like, eh, what else is on? You know, I definitely enjoyed the the like where we're kind of used where we we gotten used to the kind of the stat the pretty standard like kind of Avengers lineup mm. uh, in the movies. Seeing just kind of a, a bit more of a kind of a mixed bag of just like here's Doctor Strange and here's Gamora and here's Kill, like Killmonger and just kind of a bit more of a variety of kind of Guardian what was it Guardians of the Multiverse? That's yeah. Like I thought like it was, that was fun again like you know a different like a like a really stupid Thor like just <laughs> um, it was like it was a kind of a fun there was definitely kind of fun chemistry there uh, but then it, it also did have the the uh, the WandaVision problem of just kind of being a laser punch fight yeah <laughs> that was yeah, and- a little bit interesting a little bit blind. and also uh-huh. the fact that like Killmonger was they just brought Killmonger in to be the bad guy <laughs> like I yeah I clocked, I I clocked that from there the, in the episode I clocked that from the up. beginning <laughs> yeah well like he's the most interesting bad guy they had before Thanos well actually that's a point I'm glad you brought up there because I like the way they brought Ultron into this as you know as Casey who's on the show quite a lot would point out like He's a character with a lot of potential mm. that kind of mm. got killed off before we oh, could yeah. Oh, this so, is yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that we got like an interesting Ultron arc that yes. wasn't that terrible, terrible movie. I don't hate Age of Ultron, but I think like it's definitely what when What If succeeds, it succeeds because it's exploring potential that can't be realized in yeah. other avenues of the universe. Like, mm. you know, Age a of psychotic Ultron. older Ant-Man. That's a cool idea. Uh... Age the Wasp of... and Agent 13 being the central characters in a zombie film. You'll, you'll never mm. get that in a cinema. Let's see it here. Like, you know, all that Age... kind of stuff. Hell, even Agent Carter to some degree, you know, like. If I, anything, I... that's, uh, sorry, Dara, I'll let sorry, you go sorry. in a sec, but sorry, like, it, it did kind of leave me feeling like this was a kind of a soft boot for an Agent Carter series. That's got, that was at least the read I kind of got there at the end. There was talks for the Black Panther Guardians of the Galaxy thing being an animated series, apparently. Mm. Um, just because that's, that's the other thing like, at the like, request of uh, Chadwick Boseman apparently, again this is all stuff that I've read from the people the writers on the series I can't verify it myself but I'm just saying they said it you know I, I, I just want to say Age of Ultron gets a little bit better when you watch it again oh like, like I said I don't hate it but like you know it's just as far as Ultron's presence in the yeah. entire MCU very upsetting he's, he's very much locked in that little bubble you know yeah and look the thing about it is, it's like, you know, this whole thing, this whole multiverse thing is happening for one reason. Marvel needs to fix, clean up their house because it's a we, mess. We, we say about the biggest media brand in the entire universe. Well, no, the, the problem isn't the brand. The problem is that they own stuff that was a mess. They own the spider and it goes right into Venom. They right. own Spider-Man. All the Spider-Man, right? They own, they own X-Men and the Fantastic Four. All the X-Men. And the Fantastic Four. And they also wrote themselves into a corner with certain things. They you they used Ultron too early. They um, you know, they they did the Black Panther thing, they did Guardians of the Galaxy, they did they they played their hand really early and they went so big, and they did the snap, they did civil war. They oh yeah, but like they, you know, no, but those, those is, wouldn't be big things if the films didn't do them well and make them big things, you know. Exactly, but what I'm saying to you is where else are they going to go? They can't. And this is why we're seeing this reshuffle now. Like, 
The only they could have done is have Galactus come down, but that would have looked ridiculous, and they haven't done that yet. So they've already went out, they've pushed it, they've given us Wakanda, they've given us the, the universe, they've given us the snap, they've given us things. So the only thing they haven't done, which is what they're doing now, is time and dimension. So what we're going to have now is this kind of reshow, and it gives. Well, them a- I mean, they they've still got so like again, you know, we know we're getting a Fantastic Four movie, so yeah. we're going to get we're gonna get Doom and presumably yeah. then later on down the line we're going to get Silver Surfer and Galactus. So like we've already had Kang. Steps. Kang's kicking about. The, no, but what I'm saying to you is, lads, mm. they had to reset the table. They had to reset okay. the status yeah. quo because mm. the status quo now is so high that it's like. Crap, what are we gonna do? You know, and it's and this is what this is what Marvel always tried to do. The other this is why they set stuff with events and their crossovers. So the uh, crossovers again, it's what Marvel do. But like for example, Secret Wars, there was talk that they're going to Secret Wars, mm-hmm. right? And Secret Wars is a cool idea, but again, it's 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 often its own thing. It's not it doesn't have any stakes in reality. And by setting their world in a quasi real um, Earth or whatever. They they do still have to pay by the timeline, so they still have to explain where the mutants came from, mm. where why the Fantastic Four didn't do anything for the past you know twenty years, and, and uh, also the Spider Man thing. Now let's talk about Venom. You listen at your own peril. Yeah, if no, we're we're diving. Of Spider content is spoiled for you. Yeah, yeah. no, d- diving head first into into, into spoilers. That was actually before. I think just to kind of get like kind of out of the way first off, just yeah. kind of Venom let there be carnage as just a movie. Could someone okay. give me the it, gist? It is. I think the gist is it's more. It's more of the. It's more of the first one, but yeah. this time with uh, Woody Harrelson in still a terrible hairdo. <laughs> I don't. I think that's just the constant joke that he has. He just has like the worst hair it's ever. It's like the worst it's, ever. Okay. Yeah. Like that's here. Okay. Because. This is, I remember watching Venom on a plane to Tokyo. Uh, Let it be said on the radio that Kev cringed so much his hat fell off. I know, like, it's just, I remember watching it thinking this was one of the best things I'd ever seen. I loved it to bits. Seeing that that post-credit sequence and realizing we're never getting this movie. This is way too schlocky. And then it happened. Mm. (laughs) You know what, though? And sorry, obviously, go. sorry, I, I want, I'm actually just focusing on Woody Harrelson's era. We'll get back to that. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll of, course they, of course, they had to change the dumb curly wig, but then they changed it to like a combed down fringe that looks like he's from Blanche. And <laughs> just. Oh, man. <laughs> Be aware we're on a Blanche radio station. <laughs> and lads from Blanche, get a better hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> or a wizard hat, either or way. Come at me, um, but yeah, uh, I I think like that's I'm I knew that obviously the movie did like the first one did very well, so I'm I was I was kind of surprised that this happened, mm. but I'm delighted by it because Tom Hardy has just kind of taken this character and just ran with it. Yes. And oh yeah, he, sure. He had said his inspiration for playing Venom was to play Ren and Stimpy at the same time. <laughs> um, and I think like it was mentioned just before the movie came out that Andy Andy Serkis, who directed the sequel, um, that was specific- so weird to me. Yeah, like, yeah. but specifically, kind of wrote a very romantic tension between Eddie and Venom. Yeah, Which, and, and it you can works. See it. Oh, you can see it. And yeah. it's the actor so who plays Gollum is writing romantic tension between the two sides of this character's personality. Yeah. I wonder what's going on there. But like, and it, it's, it's, it's so on, like, it's, it's like, it's, it's clear. You can see that in the movie, but it really works. Mm. Uh, it's, it's really enjoyable. And that's like, that's like much like the first one. That's 
absolutely still the highlight of this one is how Venom and, and Eddie interact. Um, but this time we have an actually interesting villain. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I think like Woody Harrelson does a pretty good job. I think he, he hams it up, I think, just enough. He could have done more. But it's, it is it's, called it's, Carnage. I think that's, that's the other thing, is Carnage is actually, for being just another symbiote, Carnage is one of the more interesting because he's just completely psychotic. Like yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's Carnage's whole deal. Me, yeah. Well, here's the thing. We also got three symbiotes. So we got, obviously, Eddie Rock's girlfriend, who was named Annie. Yeah, to name Annie. Yes. And um, I, I went to go see this movie, and it was very quick. Like I, I know I, it's an hour and a half, and, and I, it just sips along. That sounds that. delightful. I love it. Just God, sips along. I just, I hope this means people stop making two and a half hour movies. I want the, I need them to stop stretching movies out to be too long. Make well, ninety minute movies, please. That's why I don't go to cinemas. Like I haven't seen James Bond yet because it takes like half an hour just to get to the opening credits or something. Apparently, mm. you know. Yeah, no, that's it. You know, and it's one of those things where you're sitting there going, "Okay, cool." You know. um but like I was, I was shocked that it was that quick, right? Mm. And I'm like, actually, that must have been a pretty cool. Um, that was a pretty good movie. And when I think back, I'm like, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, it was. It was. It was grand. Well, that's and basically th- the description of the first one. No, the first one was, dude. The first one was a complete shock. How good it was! It had no reason to be. Like, I, like, I, no, I, like, I go no, crazy. I, no, like, I, I think a lot of people I did thinking it was going to be terrible. Yeah, I that did. was. The, I definitely you, did. It dude, was the. It was the wonderful moment because everyone made fun of the turn in the wind line from the trailer. And yeah. the fact that they confidently closed the movie on that before Eminem starts rapping about Venom. <laughs> I just, it's a wonderful serendipity. I uh, just. Like everyone's expectation for that was on the floor. And then yeah. when it came out and you're like, actually that movie's pretty good. Pretty, It's not good. Cool. Like, cool. It's fun. So fun. It's, fun, so yeah. fun. it's just so fun. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is actually really good. And I, I enjoy that. And I can, you can watch it again. And look, any movie that's in San Francisco, I'm going to give it like a lot of leeway because I just... Oh, you get plenty of San Francisco, sir. You do. It's great. It's just like the best city in the world. But um, <laughs> now any movie that's in it, I'm just like, all right, cool. I'll watch it just because, I, you know, I think it's a beautiful city. Um, and I like just seeing it. But um, yeah, no. And then when I saw this, I was like, okay, cool. But here's, the, here's where it gets interesting. So we heard going in that... Well, actually, when the movie came out initially, uh, Venom One, uh, your one was like, "Oh, it's it's in the MCU," and Kevin Feige was like, no, "Oh, he gave that stunning turn, yeah, with the giant eyes." He's like, "No, you talking about it. it's not." <laughs> and then, so there's always kind of this coming and going: is it in the MCU? Mm-hmm. Is it not in the MCU? And then, and Tom Hardy actually was supposed to be in the in the first one in the cameo, but they nixed that. Oh, you mean Spider Man? Yeah, oh sorry, yeah. Tom Hardy, Tom Holland. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah Tom Holland was supposed to be in it. And our Tom's mixed up, yeah, or Tom Hiddleston's or Tom Hardy's. Oh, stop! It's like all the Chris's in <laughs> yeah, Marvel. Chris is... <laughs> the age of the Chris is over. The time, the age of Tom, the time of Tom, 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 Tom has right. come. <laughs> so yeah, and he was supposed to be in it, but obviously they they cut that for some reason. And I'm kind of glad they did because what a perfect time for this. So folks, we'll be back after this short break here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Are you a nerd? 
Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Outta Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight Outta Canto. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the God players. At least then you could, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with that. You give me a Brooklyn wave. Yeah, 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 We're back here on Nerd Snow Basis. I, the way they did so, Kev, you want to talk about how they did it? or Yeah, like- so like, like as I said, kind of completely separate to the movie itself. Yeah. They have a post-credit sequence where Eddie is literally sitting in bed and is just plucked from, from his like, from his dingy hotel room and just tossed straight into a different bedroom in a multiverse. And there's J. Jonah Jameson from the MCU Spider-Verse on the talking TV. about on the TV, talking about the end of Far From Home. Like literally just Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock is now in the MCU. Yeah. Just when you pulled. say tossed, are we talking like, like a Toy Story claw coming down? No, like, no, 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 like literally no. just the world around him just, just moves. Shifts. Yeah, because right. it's funny. Like, so at the end of Venom 2, they uh he has to go on the run and he ends up on this beach and you have this really romantic scene between him and, and uh, Venom. It's like, oh, hey, you know, because there's a whole thing where it, there's a running joke where he wants to feel the wind in his hair and the and sand, the sand his, between his, his toes. Feet. Yeah. And Eddie's like, you don't have any hair, but we'll see what we can do with the sand. So eventually it ends with him with, yeah. with you know, with his feet in the sand anyway. And he's like, sorry, you can't do anything about the hair, but, you know, it's just, it's nice, you know. It's a real wholesome ending yeah, to, it this, really to is. this fun movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it goes to it just uh, they're in the hotel room and uh, Venom's like, hey, uh, do you want me to show you like some like the true extent of what's out there? And then Eddie Brock's like, yeah, sure, I can handle it. And then there's just a shift. Literally, the whole room just moves. And He's like, did you do that? And he goes, no. And then some lad. Walk, and then it's, you know, obviously, um, J.J. Jameson is on the TV. And then some lad in a tell walks and he goes, what are you doing in my room? And he goes, oh, sorry, buddy, I got to leave. <laughs> and it's just like, what? wild 
This right. sounds I'm, distressingly like the first movie in tone and dialogue. It is. I yeah. like as as kind of on board as I've been to a lot of the spy like the 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 upcoming uh, 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 No Way Home kind of multiverse things they've been throwing out. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm into this. <laughs> I think they had to do it. I don't. I they didn't. Did they? Yeah. Like as I said to you, man, this whole this whole period of the MCU has one aim to consolidate. Yeah, I don't want the Stankasoni on, the, on my t- MCU. It's that's not. The they're trying to is, get rid of the Stankasoni. That's what they're trying to do. That's the thing and, is I've really just kind of, I think that was one of the things I was enjoying most about Venom on its own thing is that I can go into these movies and not have to think about how this will impact yeah. X, Y, and Z and 10 other movies I'm going to end up seeing this year. Not say I don't enjoy that. I'm on this show, for instance. <laughs> but like that Marvel you know, bucket, that Marvel bucket is getting filled, yeah. filled up. But like at the same time, you know, I also enjoy not doing that. So go, like that was kind of always one of the one of the few one of the things I really liked about Venom. So finding out, I was like, oh, okay, no, this does impact X, Y, Z, and I'm now going to think about Doctor Strange. I and like on top of that, it's just the fact that like this Venom does not gel with that Spider-Man. You can't have them be enemies, not without kind of... But actually, that brings up the... Does every character from Venom come into the MCU too? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's got a supporting cast and stuff. Possibly. Um, I mean, yeah, like if if, uh, if, uh, Annie and and Dan show up, maybe. Who's to say? I Like, it's... Yeah, I just and I think like they they show at the set because like Tom like Tom or uh, Eddie Brock like kind of touches the TV when it shows like uh, Tom Holland Spider Man, and I'm just kind of thinking like why why do you care who this kid is? Who hmm. you're like as far as we've been told, your universe doesn't have a Spider Man. Hmm. Why do you care? Yeah, like it'll I'm, be it'll be interesting to see them kind of go through like because. Like, Spider-Man 3 tried it, but the journey of Venom and the symbiote separately to becoming Spider-Man's enemy is such a weird, complex narrative that you can't rush it, but equally, you can't do it with a character who's set up to be a hero. Like, especially yeah. not with, like you said, tiny Tom Holland Spider-Man, who, like, you know, is kind of dorky and sort of very pleasant like it's I I want I'm interested to see how they're going to put Venom where he needs to be because at the moment it feels like it's a very kind of like trying to put a peg in the wrong shape that yeah. kind of thing you know and then on top of that like kind of bringing this in now it's either going to be it's either going to become like if they give him a kind of a more major role it's going to be an incredibly busy movie mm. which I just rewatched Spider Man three and that did not turn out well for that movie. Or yeah. it's just going to be a kind of a bit piece cameo and I'm going to spend the entire movie being like, where's my Eddie Brock? I don't think Van- Eddie Brock is going to be in the No Way Home. I think he's, he might be post-credits, but that'd be it. Because you could make an event out of Venom and Spider-Man meeting incredibly easily and not need to bring in any other Avengers faces. People will turn up for that. It's like Batman versus Superman. You put those two faces on the poster, they will be a turn up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's... But at the same time, like it, again, like if, if I can, I can only obviously speculate. But like looking at the the Marvel kind of roster going forward, it's uh, it's Spider Man, and then like it's it's Eternals and then Spider Man. 
but that kind of leads straight into Strange, into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Which actually, uh, on that note, quite a lot of Marvel films have had their release mm. dates pushed back mm. by about a month or two. Well, this is because, they're, they're, the, uh, again, like a lot of this is just kind of fixing the problem because, you know, the Eternals is obviously going to set up the X-Men is obviously, or not the X-Men, because I, I don't even think they're going to use the term X-Men. I think they're using them. Um, they're going to use X-Force or something. Because, like, X-Men has a very... It's a damaged brand at this point. Like, it kind Well, of I wouldn't go that far, but I see... Ah, no. Mean, it, yeah. it, it's like, when you think of X-Men, you don't... And movies, you don't... You think of, like, X2 and... That's about it. Look, we're coming into our fifth Batman or something. If they want to do it, they'll do it. And I'll turn up. Yeah, but it's very different, though. Like, again, you're you're dealing... You're, X-Men was the long... Was a, is a 20-year continuity, man. You know, yeah. Okay. Fair. It, it, it's the Marvel problem of continuity. This is this is why DC do what they do. You know, um, and look, I, I think I enjoyed the separation to an extent as well. I would have been happy not having everything crossover, mm. but at the same time, um, you know, having your cake and eat it too would have been good. Where it's like, okay, you guys want to do your movie, cool. We do ours. Obviously, you can't do that because of IP. But I would have much rathered you know, Sony got off and made their own Spider-Man movie, like Into the Spider-Verse, for example, uh, which yeah. is getting a sequel. That's a perfect way to do it. Go off and do your own stuff. And we'll have our here, you know? Um, but well, that's not how the media landscape's working at the moment, unfortunately. No, it's, not. it's not. And particularly with Marvel, everything you see from Marvel, you know, pretty much, that was the whole point of Loki. It was the whole point of the, the, the Spider next Spider-Man movie and the whole point of pretty much everything up until Doctor Strange literally fixes the multiverse. That, it's all consolidation. So in the next couple of next couple of months, we're going to see all, a lot of familiar faces. We're going to see a complete tonal shift. And here's the thing: if you look at Mo, uh, Mobius, the tra- uh, not Mobius, sorry. Oh, uh, I Morbius. forgot that one was coming out. Jesus, Morbius. Yes. Oh, yeah. Morbius. The trailer for that has the Spider-Man two of Spider-Man two in what? Yeah, up on up on the wall. Okay. Uh, Tobey Maguire. He's he's right. that's the Spider-Man right. of that universe. So. Look, we're going to see consolidation. We're going to have so much of this, and even the what, the what, what if as we we've talked about, that was about consolidation too. So it's interesting. Okay, it's interesting, that's guys. true. But but like, I want to say that to give Marvel credit, I think they have been quite good in not just rushing out to sequelize the successful yeah. things. Like we had Shang Chi. Yeah. We have Black amazing. Widow. Like the, the Eternals are next month. I think. Oh God, is that large, next month? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's next month. Oh, like it's oh, coming, no. like, it's we, we, like we're getting, yeah, we're getting Spider Man and Eternals before this year ends, and it's the end yeah. of October. Oh they no, are, I don't. Like, what I'm, what this I'm is like this is COVID that, like, just Marvel, compressing everything. I don't Marvel, want to see the Eternals at all. I'm so sorry. I hate it. I I hate everything about it. Okay, I don't even know I mean. why. I don't even know why. <laughs> I'm gonna go see what? it. What? I don't know. I just get. I just have really bad vibes off it, man. I'm like, this is gonna be bad. I can, you know, I can tell this is gonna be bad. I don't uh, we can't. We can't help you, Dara. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And you know what? I hope I'm wrong. Like Shang Chi was amazing. So, mm-hmm. Jesus, that's four Marvel movies yep. in 2021. Oh my God! Wow. And that's five that's Disney Plus shows. Uh, well, five, if you include Venom as well. That's COVID, though. Like that's that yeah, was everything. Right. Like they'd had things yeah. done that they just kind of yeah. had. Like they're just kind of compressing them. I don't know. Here, you know, when we should probably. Here's what we should do: we should go see the Eternals and then like together, and then like do a 
a post-mortem. After. That sounds like fun, actually. That'd yeah, that fun. I, think, do I, think, that. I think we should do that. That'd be fun. This has stopped being a podcast and just become us planning. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's our Marvel therapy sessions. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm. Uh, it's still cool that we live in a world that you have all these properties that you never thought you get movies out of. Mm. So, like, even when we say stuff like, "Oh, that's a bad movie," the fact that it exists is still very admirable. To be yeah, fair, yeah, we, we we could be living in a world that still had a uh, Schumacher uh, Batman. Well, I was gonna say Electra. But... Oh jeez. Oh <laughs> yeah. man, the real dark times. <laughs> Electric oh Catwoman and oh dude. Yeah, no, see, I don't know. It's one of those it things. Can be worse. It, it can always be worse. It was worse. It was worse for a long time. You could get steel or spawn. Oh, I love or... steel. That's excellent. I know spawn spawn needs a remake. Spawn is awesome. Like the character's awesome. The movie, not so much. It has moments. No, but... Again, spawn is like Venom. He's how could you detach him from his 90s-ness? You don't, you embrace it. You said it in the 90s. <laughs> I suppose nineties is like nostalgic now in the way the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff is nostalgic. Oh nostalgic. yeah. Oh, I yeah. saw I saw a headline saying that they're trying to bring back low waisted bell bottoms. The nineties <laughs> the nineties are back. Listen, they, the nine we didn't know how good we had it in the nineties. The nineties was the best. We need to go back. Build a time machine. Oh Bell-bottom. god, yeah. <laughs> Before um, the internet. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let's not go mad. It's not going mad. <laughs> I like I like YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Now, 2001 to 2005. That was that was fine. I want to go back there. 2001 to 2005. What when war started and the entire world fell apart that time? Didn't happen here. It was grand. We had like the Xbox and the internet. It's fine. <laughs> grand man. The the world the world has still fallen apart, but it affects us now. So it's far worse. I'd rather go back where I could just play the original Xbox. It was grand, and the internet still existed to an extent, so you can still like you can play you know. the Xbox now. Yeah, but it's different, Kane. The world is scary now. The world is scary, and I have to work harder to play I have to work, too. Exactly, I have I have to work harder to you know pretend that the world isn't scary. So. <laughs> Oh, you man. know, even as the Doctor Who advocate, I'll stay here. Thanks. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. I think we're well over time, even in overtime. So is there anything anyone wants to plug before we wrap? I will plug the desk bar buddy. Go buy one. <laughs> oh, and if you want to give us money, that's cool too. Oh my God. NerdToKnowMedia.com. Yeah. No. Hey, give us, give us cash. That, yeah. we, 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 we really like that. Um, that manga what? garden doesn't grow itself. No, Kev can uh, buy more fetching fetching hats and uh, Halloween paraphernalia. So that we need. That, I, that, I need that them to live. That, yeah, that's that's cheap. You know, you, you need more. <laughs> I just can't. Must have more. Um, of course, my last you can. Paycheck bounced. My children need wine. <laughs> my children need wine. My children. My children. They need more foam skeletons. <laughs> my children. They keep stealing my Lego, and I need to buy more for me. Oh man, Le- Lego is so expensive. I, you know what? I just I, I got an email there from the Lego store because I'm a Lego VIP. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to going to the Lego store, and they have a Halloween selection, and Ooh. I know I'm going to like spend a lot of money on Lego. <laughs> And I, it depresses me because I have nowhere to put the Lego. It just stays in a box, but I'm going to buy more Lego. Oh, so just yeah. get in So just the condition of man. You want your yeah. Lego in the hands of a toddler. Oh, man. Um, as I mentioned back up at the top of the show, you can uh, watch me run a Greek mythology D&D uh, uh, campaign over on uh, YouTube.com slash The Nancy Crew. <laughs> um, links, obviously, in the... Uh, links obviously in the uh, in in the thing. Oh, it's worn up in the radio. The uh, the campaign is called the Odyssey of This Bish. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. Uh, yeah. Links obviously in the in the in the in the in the description. That's the word. And uh, if, and if you want to give Kev money, you can do that too. Just just give us money <laughs> in general. Give me money. Just take half fund. <laughs> yeah. Um, just... I'd actually, uh, Dara. I believe you have yes. a a very interesting product to plug. Oh project. yes, 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 yes. So obviously we've been talking about the All Ireland Metal Project for quite some time, and uh, yet yeah, everything is selling really fast. So. If you want to get the CD or merch, you can. You go over to allirelandmetal.com and all the links are there. But we have a special Halloween thing coming for the band. So obviously, uh, long-time listener show, I know my band, Horrenda. Um, we're doing what well, we have done. We've recorded a very special Halloween presentation. So if you're interested in that, go over to her, look, look us up, Horrenda, horrendaerror.com, um, and you'll be able to find everything there as well, or official Horrenda on YouTube. And it's going to be there. And it's going to be great. I think uh, people are going to be very excited about it. So, Kev, thanks for reminding me, man. I appreciate that. No problem. It's going to be... I, I can't wait. It's going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Because it's... Uh, you know, uh, we were recording it in the Grand Social yesterday. And it was like we came out of a battle zone. There was that much just smoke <laughs> and highs. And it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for listening in, especially to the people who listen to the overtime. We will probably have some kind of Halloween special next week. Uh, by the time that goes out, you'll know better than we do. But uh, in the meantime, I've been Kean. I've been there. I've been Kev. And thank you for listening to our very complicated, emotionally involved comic book thoughts. And until next week, we will probably do exactly the same. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.